If there's one concern that I think has been most talked about and on the heart of sane-minded Americans and or Christians, it's the future of our country. I know for the average non-religious American, seeing our country get flushed down the toilet can be a lot to handle, especially if you're watching the news 24-7. But for the Christian too. In fact, I recently did an informative podcast episode covering what God has said will happen at the time of the end and, for some, Instead of it being a great encouragement and exciting to learn about because of our faith, they hear it as more of a wet blanket, which is interesting. Why is that? With so much going on and so much to process, be it daily news or even end times events that God has laid out in the Bible, I think it's important to step back and re-enter through the lens of Jesus so that we can be aligned with him more clearly and walk out our day-to-day with more of a Christian stability hearing and seeing with a right perspective, God's perspective, the one that keeps us soaring above where we can see, don't lose hope, and aren't bummed or live in fear of the future. Hey fam, welcome back to the Katie Armstrong Show. Does watching the news ever give you anxiety about our country or world? Maybe even make you feel like you're just not doing enough and you get all sorts of bent out of shape. You definitely aren't alone. Even as a Christian, you are not alone. With most of us spending so much time in and surrounded by the things of this world, and so little time with and surrounded by the things of God, it's no wonder how we can get sucked in and fall into the mindsets we do. You know, the here and now or what we see and tangibly live is all that life is about kind of mindsets that entangle us and shift us away from peace and God's plan and get us to carry a burden that isn't ours, namely our future as a people and country. We are literally surrounded by this kind of messaging every day, day in and day out, especially as of recent. We have the left talking about our country and our future, and the right, and everyone in between, 98% of which leave out God. Even our closest Christian friends are getting sucked in and perpetuating the same message and mindset. We should be anxious, upset, and or fearful about our country. And God's plan? and times events? We definitely don't have the capacity to think about that. That's just too much. To help start shifting our minds and get into the right perspective, I want to read you something from John chapter 17 verses 13 through 17 that I think will help counter what we're constantly being sucked into. It's a prayer Jesus prayed to God the Father regarding his disciples. Listen to what he says. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they, the disciples, and now us, may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Wow. Let's unpack this a little bit. First, Jesus specifically tells us that he is saying these things, his words of comfort, the truth, while he is still in the world so that we may have the full measure of his joy within us. In other words, so that we can know the truth and overcome what otherwise might suck us in and bring us down. 
like the constant false messaging and godless focus of the world in response to cultural and political shifts. The here and now and the what we see intangibly live is all that life is about messaging and focus. Remember, Jesus's perspective and words bring comfort, joy, freedom, and hope. If what you're listening to and hearing isn't keeping you in that, you're not listening to Jesus's words. You aren't hearing his perspective or truth on an issue. Odds are you're listening to a news anchor filter culture or current events through his or her perspective, which what is their perspective without God? Our culture and politics delivered without the filter of God is foolishness and it discourages and brings us down. And that's why we find ourselves sucked out of the spirit and burdened in the physical with anxiety, fear, and worry. Our minds are no longer on Christ in his perspective. We've exchanged his words for man's and we're left no better off than an unbeliever focused only on the world, the temporal. Everything must be filtered through the lens of God. Second, Jesus says that he has given us God's word, the truth, and the world has hated us because of it, for we are not of the world any more than he is of the world. These words of Jesus not only apply to our everyday lives of believing in sin, Jesus as Savior, and God's kingdom, the world at large doesn't like that, but this also applies to the truth of God we stand for that pushes back against culture and even, dare I say it, conservatism. I know this ruffles a lot of feathers, but having God's word and God's perspective makes us very different from the conservatives with respect to how we see and react to the future of our country. By the world, or even conservatives, if we aren't seen totally bent out of shape about the direction of our country, some will jump to the conclusion and mark us off as people that don't get it. How can we be so even-keeled when our freedoms are at stake? But what they're seeing isn't a lack of concern for what is going on. What they're seeing is our faith supersedes circumstances, a peace past understanding, and they don't get it. Without God, all they have is the hope of the survival of our country. But with God, we know despite the survival of our country, there is hope and a plan, and God has given us a blueprint so that we would not be in fear and in the dark about what that plan is. Third, Jesus says that his prayer is not that God would take us out of the world, but that he would protect us from the evil one. He then said again, almost in way of a reminder, that we are not of the world, even as he is not of the world. The only reason we didn't get sucked up to heaven the moment we believed to be relieved of this sin-stained world and body is that, in God's great wisdom, he sought best to keep us here and to finish his work through us. We are here because we have work to do by the leading of his spirit in us, following in the example of Christ. And like Christ, we are not like this world. So in no way should we be agreeing with or getting caught up in the same thinking of the world. God has kept us here and called us to be different, to carry ourselves differently, because we know him and the truth and the true perspective. People should be asking or even attacking us about our peace. It isn't understandable to the natural person why we are the way we are. In fact, it's borderline irritating, and that is part of our witness. What do we know that they don't that keeps us in perfect peace? 
why does the U.S. existing or not ultimately have no effect on us as it would a person who doesn't know God? Well, because our hope is in God and his plan, not in the survival of our country. That's where our excitement and joy is. His kingdom come, his will be done. We couldn't care less, really, what happens to the U.S. at the end of the day because we know God is sovereign, in control, has a plan, and is perfectly just that all will be judged fairly. All we are to do is to do right by knowing and following God's word, standing against evil as a witness to God, and leave the outcome, how fast the world implodes or doesn't, to him. Either way, it's a win-win for the Christian. The world implodes, we go up. It doesn't? That's evidence righteousness is having some form of rule and we stay longer. But God is the one in total control. A study of the rapture and end times events will help you to see this. Lastly, Jesus prays, sanctify them, or set us apart, by the truth. Your word is truth. Until our death, we are to be different, to be set apart or sanctified. And by what? The truth. Well, what is the truth? Jesus says, God's word. This means we must be in the word of God, studying it, knowing it, to be set apart. You can't possibly be different or be set apart and walk above physical circumstances if you don't have God's perspective to do it. You must know the truth so that you can walk in it. So back to the very first question we asked in today's episode, and then after the question we titled this entire episode after. Why do some hear about God's plan for time and eternity, end times events, events we won't even be here for, and are getting closer, and want to avoid, get sad, or anxious about it? Not encouraged or excited or thankful, but bummed out or nervous, like a wet blanket. May I suggest that it's likely because there's still some kind of grip had, great or small, on this world, that perhaps they're loving their earthly life and this earthly world a little too much, slightly or greatly detached from their purpose here as Christians, and the thought of their life getting a little uncomfortable as the temp heats up in their country, or their earthly life getting a little closer to possibly ending altogether for our eternal home, meaning heaven, makes them sad. Or maybe they're thinking about loved ones that are not yet saved, and again, The thought about end times events getting closer or our country increasingly declining frightens them. For these things, I have two passages. Listen to this first one, 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. To the first, being in love with the world to any degree that you lose perspective and no longer look forward to the return of Christ with joy, but instead focus on what you're losing in regards to your country or comfort or whatever, may I suggest you've somehow managed to remove yourself from the reality of the world that we're living in And the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life have gotten you clinging to a world that is indeed passing away. Like the scripture says, how can the love of the Father be in you if you're desiring what is contrary to him? 
a kingdom of pain and sin and death. No matter how great of a life you have going on at the moment, pain, death, hardship, and suffering are not far from your nose, and we should not lose sight of this and our true purpose as children of God here in it. The only reason we're still here and weren't immediately brought into the presence of Jesus upon faith. Thinking we want to live here forever and focus on saving our country is our priority, just to keep things stable for our comfort. This world is a mess. It has aspects of beauty, especially in Christ, but it has been radically tainted by sin. And for our benefit and ability to serve God and keep perspective, we need to loosen our grip on it and align ourselves with Jesus to desire what God does, a home of no sin and perfection, where we give others hope and in Jesus' name, invite them to come with us. That is God's heart. Restoration. To the second, folks who get bound up by fearing for their unsaved family or grandkids growing up in this world, listen to what Jesus says here in Luke chapter 9, verses 61 through 62. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, this is not saying to forget your unsaved family and move on. But what it is saying is that don't get hung up on what or who you're, from the human perspective, leaving behind to not or stop following Jesus. If you're clinging to what you might be leaving behind, like your family, instead of releasing them into the arms of a all-knowing, sovereign, and perfectly just God, it will keep you from the joy of your faith and knowing about such things like end times events, or at least wanting to know about them. God's plan for time and eternity. You have to realize God is God and he loves your family way more than you do. He is perfectly just. Your family will have the opportunity to know God and receive salvation one way or another, but you certainly can't force it. It's their decision, and only God knows their hearts. So there is no point in getting emotionally caught in someone else's path and choice. The best thing you can do for yourself and your unsaved family is release and move forward in full faith, fully believing and studying all the scriptures of what God has said for both today and future, and letting it minister to the reality of the truth you believe. The comfort and joy you can provide through this will go far beyond the reach of holding yourself back in worry and not fully committing to following Jesus. There is one other possibility before we move on that came to mind regarding folks who don't want to hear about God's plan for time and eternity or who turn from wanting to know about end times events. Maybe there is someone out there who simply just doesn't want to release their country or hear about the plans of God because they have such a great American country pride going on and don't want their land being messed with. So they willfully choose to focus on the country's and world's condition over God, his will, and his plan to invest all their energy into stopping the culture teardown that is happening. That could be the case too. With respect to this, all I can say is that any kind of willful turning from God, his plan, and his word to take control according to how you think things should go, will only steal, kill, and destroy. No matter how hard you want to prevent something or try to control what is outside of you, you just can't. You can try, but there will likely be a lot of defeat and stress that goes with that. You are finite. You just cannot control what is beyond you. 
It's best to look to God, who is in control. Ask him what your part is. Be faithful and release the outcome to him and let him be the decider of outcomes according to his plan. This brings us to our ultimate question. Should we fear losing our country? With everything we've covered so far, I'm guessing you likely already know the answer, and it's no, we shouldn't. Our country, this world, our life, it's all temporary and passing away, and we thank God for this, that we don't have to stay here forever in the current condition of the world we live in. It doesn't take being around people very long to see how much evil and selfishness has taken root as a way of life for most. It doesn't take much to look around and see the pain on people's faces and hardship they're enduring, most certainly in the lives of those who don't yet know God, but also in the lives of those who do, to see things just aren't right. Or what even about our own experiences? We live in a beautiful country, the best country, but we must keep perspective and remain with understanding and our focus on God and the reality of the sin-tainted lives we wrestle with and the effect of sin over the world, that we might not hold on to it very tightly or to the things we have in it and have any kind of fear that it will one day be gone, forgetting our calling to shine eternity to others. Sure, it's grieving to see sin take its toll like this, but we can't forget what Jesus and God promised is coming, restoration, perfection, and let that be our hope. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And it is by his Spirit, not the Spirit of the world, which is the spirit we are often surrounded by and hearing everything be filtered through regarding the perspective we should have, that God reveals and tells us of these amazing things to come. As we're close to wrapping up, I want to reiterate, what I'm not saying is to stop doing good and fighting against evil. What I am saying is don't fear the outcome, trying to take control and detach from God to save what may not be in God's plan to save. God has an amazing plan for time and eternity, where perfection and restoration is the end goal, and we get to rest in that and simply do good as God brings opportunities in front of us for us to do good in, that he, his way in his kingdom, might be glorified, snatching some lost souls from the fire along the way. But past that, the outcome is God's. Be it our country goes on for another 200 years, which, considering the times, is pretty unlikely, Or God says it's time for our country to fulfill its purpose for the end and us Christians go up to join Christ so that all can come to completion, we are joyful. Because either way, through Christ, we are taken care of by the great almighty God. He has given us a great inheritance to look forward to. 
We just need not take our eyes off of it and exchange it for the world and the world's perspective, dulling our shine and keeping us from wanting to know the future plans of God, end times events that provide us wisdom and insight. It's the Wild West out here, folks. No doubt. But fix your eyes upon Jesus and pray to know and desire the plan of God and his perspective of it all. And don't settle for less. He is the one who will keep you in perfect peace as the times change around us. He is the one who will keep you fighting and witnessing without being burdened by the weight of the outcome. When this world wants us to walk with it and hang on to it like those who don't know God, we resolve in our hearts together as God's people to resist and release from it all the more in exchange for what is more perfect, God's plan and his will. The fear-based, worry-based, world-based perspective that floats around 24-7, trying to lower our focus to the here and now and what we see and tangibly live is all that life is about, has no place in the mind or heart of a child of God. Lord, give your people your perspective. Give them a desire to know you and your plan and the joy that comes with releasing from this world for what is to come. In our newfound freedom, help us to better serve you, not as people who do good to save a dying world, but people who do good to shine light that the dying people in the dying world might know you and be saved. Whatever outcome follows from there, Lord, you are God. You are King. You are the first and the last, beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. You decide according to your plan and timing what is best. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you haven't already rated and left a review, please do so. It's a major help. I read them and yeah, they help me start ranking in Apple Podcasts for greater exposure. As always, I'm super grateful you are here. I pray you found this podcast episode insightful, interesting, encouraging, informative, any of those things. God bless you all. Take care and we'll talk to you soon.